episode of the Imperial Set Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm joined by my beautiful, sexy co-host, Nikki Kumar. Hey, everyone. What's up? We have been here at Star Wars Celebration Europe London for the last few days, and it has been quite a beautiful experience, an expansion of how we feel about each other. So many people hanging out. Our good friend Sean, our good friend Gus, Alden. It's just been uh, Noah. It's just so many great people. Ken Napsock is there. It's just been amazing. And an ultimate experience just to go around and talk to people. Nikki, what has been your favorite moment for celebration? That is a fantastic question because I don't even know if I can pick one right now. Um, I think emotionally it was the Obi-Wan Kenobi panel. I don't think I've ever cried. It it was a very particular like that that scene. That scene with Ewan picking his favorite and Hayden picking his favorite was just heartbreaking. The last three, like obviously Deborah and Indira Varma, they picked great scenes, but the last three, the one Vivian, Hayden, and Ewan picked, were all they were all the ones that just broke your heart every time. And and there was something really special about because we in Anaheim we both had watched the the first two um, with the with the crowd. And it was great, but it was re- what was great about what the scenes they picked. It was they were all from the episodes we never saw with a crowd on a big screen. So yeah, I mean, like like even right now, I I can hear it in my bones. The everyone and like just hearing that with that sound with that screen, it changed change your life. It's something. Yeah, it's like it's just different. Like. And, and for us as fans, we got to see, um, before the panel opened, we got to see an extended version of the suit-up scene, which was spectacular. We saw Obi-Wan pleading more of Qui-Gon, more of the, um, you know, the, the suit-up process. It was, it was just amazing. 
Yeah, that panel was really special, and anyone who watches it, I think it was on, um, I think it was stream, so it's available to watch, um, and so anyone who hasn't seen that needs to go watch it, but, but yeah, no, that was a really special moment, um, but like, yeah, favorite, I don't fucking know, it was like, the showcase was amazing. Well, you met Dee Bradley Baker. I met Dee Bradley Baker while I was wearing a crosshair t-shirt. <laughs> And I was like, Dee, my man. So, yeah, we got a picture. It's cool. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, it's Star, Wars Cele- Star Wars Celebration. So it's like, it's so hard always to pick a favorite thing. But, yeah, no, Showcase was cool. I, I think Showcase is the one that, um, like, fucked my voice the most. Because it was, it was nonstop screaming. Whether it was Mando stuff, Acolyte. Um, what, what what else is it? And or uh, other stuffs. <laughs> the movie announcements. Yes. Daisy Ridley. Like Daisy Ridley. Like oh my god, we just we just scream, and we, which sucks for the first day because it it sets you up for failure for the rest of the weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, showcase showcase was one of the ones where like. If I I would have maybe picked Ahsoka over Showcase, but I didn't get Ahsoka and I got Showcase, and I feel like that in the end was good. Like, yeah, you were the winner in that situation. Yeah, because also Showcase got us the Mando episode screening, which uh, I don't. This won't come out probably before the episode comes out, but I'll say now uh, as of as of Monday night. You guys are in for a ride. Um, yeah, it's, it's so good. I'm very excited to watch it. I wasn't part of that uh, big panel, but I've heard good things, very intriguing things. For me personally, I really love the Bad Batch panel. Getting to see the trailer with Emperor Palpatine, uh, the Royal Guards, potentially Boba Fett. We're not quite sure, but it looked like Boba Fett could be in it. Um, really great stuff. Of course, it's the final season, which is kind of sad, but also, you know, it's good to see it ending on its own terms. Yeah, it's a weird place to be, because it's always like, any final season announcement makes you sad. Yeah. Right, and I think with The Bad Batch, it's like, it's a, it's a show I really love from from the start. And it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a thing where it's like, it feels like a door is closing, but we also know this is Star Wars. Door, like the doors never close. There's gonna be another show. Yeah. Like not, not maybe not necessarily with them, but there will be something else coming in. Somebody really talented is working on that. But I think Team Team Bad Batches is, is a very special group, and I I hope whatever they do, you know, it's they're not far from the Star Wars family. And I love Omega to death, and she's she's just the greatest bundle of joy. And, and I got to talk to... Uh, maybe talking to Michelle Ng is my favorite... <laughs> is my favorite moment. Yeah, yep. yeah, we had... Yep. I, I always tell everybody. I'm like, you know... You know I talked to her, right? You did? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah, no, she's amazing. Omega's amazing. Dee Bradley Baker's amazing. And I am going to miss it. But as you said, it's, it's good that it's on its own terms. Yeah. I think three seasons is a good run. Yes. Um, you know, and, it, and it, again, it doesn't matter if it's one, two, three, eight, five, whatever. If they tell the story they mean to tell, yeah, then that's it. 
Yeah, same with Rebels. Like, it feels sad to see Rebels end, but season four was such a great, like, ending point. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like, I was in the room when Dave said, this is the last one. And I, and I remember, like, that... Because, again, like, Rebels is sort of... And it, it was in a different place because it was like it felt like it could go forever. Yeah. And then, so when they said this is the last one, it's like, oh shit. Like it's gonna be. All the loose ends are gonna get tied up. We're gonna be, you know, hurtling towards something, um, you know, with finality. As opposed to. Because, like, we, there are a lot of characters we didn't know no. the fate of. And now, now we exist in a world. Where there's a live action Sabine <laughs> with long hair. And Hera. And Hera. And she's using Ezra's lightsaber. And, you know, it's like, it's just weird to think how far we've come. It's, in a, it's just incredible. And I think as well, I want to say, as a, from a personal like, standpoint, we were invited to the Visions, Star Wars Visions uh, press conference. And to see Nikki ask a question... And I, I, I say it, absolutely spellbinding question. It's just, it felt really great personal growth for us. Obviously, we met in person in London for celebration, and here we are now. No, it's true. And like, when I think back, you know, it's the last night of celebration. Inevitably, whoever you talk to, they're like, so how was your convention? You know, like, it's like the, the icebreaker question. Of, uh, of, of Star Wars Celebration. And when I think about it, I think this was the celebration where I did things that past me would not have done. And, like, obviously that's, like, a, one of those things where you're like, oh, shit, I'm progressing, <laughs> right? So, like, yeah, like, past me would not have tried to answer, ask a question. Past me would not randomly approach... Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, I can just talk to her about how great Omega is. Like it just, it just wouldn't happen. But this, like, yeah, London has been one where it's like, you know what, we're here. Let's do the work. Like people, people who get paid are not doing the work. <laughs> like that's a fascinating thing. Like there, there are questions, our dear listeners. There are questions in that press conference that you'll never hear about. But. But it's like, you'll never hear about it, but they sucked. And, you know, we went in as podcasters and, and understood the responsibility to, to, to ask the right stuff. I mean, they, they brought a whole panel of, of uh, global storytellers and they were like, <laughs> they, they were like, I don't know if you can hear Alden Diaz laughing in the, in the background. Hey, it's Alden Diaz. Alden Diaz in the house, people. Look at, li- listen to this shit. Whatever this man says unequivocally happens. In the words of Spike Lee, this story is based on some for real, for real shit. For real, for real shit. Um, but yeah, no, it's absolutely the case of, yeah, we came to work. I think, I think we have a responsibility. We have, we have this scenario where the journalists, the people who are paid, are not asking the questions that these people deserve to be asked. And it's, it's, really, it's actually really sad because we watch people with like legitimate outlet credentials, you know, people, people who get their, their articles shared. We watch them ask the surface level questions. We watch them ask 
stuff that is just not interesting to talk about. And we came in and we said, we actually think about this shit. Yeah. We actually, we actually love this shit. We don't. We're not interested in the clickbait. Let's let's talk about the art. And I think it's a weird thing. It's a weird dynamic to look at ourselves as podcasters and feel like we have to pick up the the dead weight of of what people who get paid to do this stuff are not doing. It's yeah. I mean, I have to say. I have all the questions that were asked in that panel. You guys, you, Alden, our good friend Gus, Chase, everyone who was in that panel had so much more to offer. And it was kind of a, kind of a shame that so many people were there to, like, you know, share their experiences with in terms of art and just to get the most... Yeah. And, like, that was a special thing for us. Yeah. It was the first time we've been invited to... A- an event like that at Celebration and when you're in that position like don't waste it like I'm not, I don't take it for granted that like I'll be there next time because I probably won't so when you get in and especially like I felt a specific um, obligation to, to talk to the Indian the, you know the head of the Indian studio and you know be, a, be an outlet to ask the questions that only someone of my background can really ask and like it was especially funny because there was like a there was a journal like a real journalist of um some sort of indian or pakistani origin sitting in front of me and when i was asking the question to the the head of 88 studios i saw him like nodding like like i was saying something that we all knew yeah um but we don't get to talk about because we're not usually in a position where there's a an Indian sort of drive of creation. So like you don't get to talk about the culture. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, I, 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 for me personally, I, I'm so glad I didn't get involved to like jump in because it's time for people like me. Our voices don't necessarily need to be heard. Do you know what I mean? It's time to hear from different voices, different backgrounds, and I'm just so happy to hear that and see that on screen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what it's about. It's like, again, it's like white is not default, and like that's what it's treated. That's what it's been treated as, and like I say that as a half white person. I don't hate white. Like, like don't 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 think I I hate whiteness. I don't. Like it's it's a big part of me as well, but. It's just the way that the industry, what the industry has prioritized, you know, whatever it is, anything, anything that's considered less than, like something I talked about a lot on, uh, on Casterly Talk when we were talking about Willow is like when I watched Willow for the first time, I, I finished it and I was mad because Warwick Davis is amazing in that film and he has been denied lead action roles fantasy roles he's been denied that his whole career and it made me mad because it's like that's what the industry is industry doesn't you know it doesn't raise people up who are other you know and so it so yeah like when we have an opportunity as we do with this global initiative of visions it's like we we have to um 
we have we have to go for it and and talk about the the big cultural changes that are happening. And I think for me personally, it's also a case of although <laughs> Nicky just spat drink all over himself. Uh, <laughs> no, but for me personally, it's not really a case of just you know. Obviously, these are individual stories about different cultures, but also stories are universal. And I think that's kind of important too. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm not Indian. I can relate to, you know, the working class systems or, you know, I can I can see from my point of view, from my, like, history of white people, like, how they oppressed certain cultures and how that's, you know, replicated in throughout media. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the, the, the beauty of storytelling is you, you get to the base of humanity and... It's not about, like, yeah, you, you can sit here and say, you know, there has been a, a demographic that has controlled the narrative of media, of whatever. And in the end, really, we shouldn't care about that. It's just the way it is. So we have to talk about it. But, like, it's not the ideal. The ideal is that we all understand each other as people as humans and that's like that's like the power of storytelling it, it appeals to the most basic you know fundamental issues of life of uh, how we live and so so yeah like when we're watching the visions panel we're watching all these different cultures really just answer the same question in the same with the same result but um it's like the way we get there is very different because that's how other cultures will process it. That's how they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll show their version of the art of how they get there. And so even though it's the same stuff, we all believe the same things, you know, no matter if you ask somebody from Korea or Japan or Argentina or whatever, what is the story of Star Wars? We'll say the same thing. Like we understand that innately. We have that same connection, but, but you know, depending on where you're from, the way you get there might be different. And that, I think that is the, the real promise of Visions, especially Volume 2. Like, Volume 1 was anime. It was all anime with very different styles of anime and, and to, with zero shade intended towards anime. I feel like Volume 2 is going to be even better because, yeah. it, because it's so globally diverse yeah. you know and I hope I think that's that's what's really exciting about Visions as a property it can be this ground of just just go for it you know and as I mean so another really special moment of celebration was going to the Clone Wars 15th anniversary panel which first of all is fucked up because 15 years since Clone Wars one five yeah. one five years ridiculous since you enjoyed, or maybe didn't enjoy, <laughs> the movie and the first season. It's 15 years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and Dave Filoni ended that panel by announcing Tales of the Jedi Season 2. And, and how it's, it is a test lab. The test lab for Lucas Animation. Lucasfilm Animation. And to, um, to build the talent up. To make it stronger. And, and this idea of doing shorts, like as Visions is doing shorts, you know, to do shorts to give people new opportunities for um, 
for writing, for directing, for whatever, and doing it in this like safe zone of of you know the beautiful animation that the Bad Batch is doing, and the really like stunning characters of the roster of characters available to do this. Because like season two of Visions, I don't I don't assume is Ahsoka and Dooku again. No. Right. Like it. I'm. I would guess it's someone different. Maybe maybe Ahsoka stays and someone else, you know? I don't know. But um yeah, just the fact that this is this is the playground. This is what the playground's become. And that it can be it can be this venture of growth and mentorship and you know all that and and yeah, no, that that was a really special panel, Clone Wars one, because I, it's also, actually also the only time I think I've seen Dave cry. Oh yeah, I saw the pictures of it. Yeah, I think I don't know if he like actually cried, but as close as I ever seen him. Emotional at least. Yeah, and and like again, that's the thing. That's like the beautiful thing about where Star Wars is right now, because it it really doesn't actually leave anyone behind. You know, Ahsoka's moved to live action. Sabine's moved to live action. Hera, yada yada yada. Take your big Bo-Katan. But I think I think Tails is really a um, a case of sort of making anything possible again. And you know, if if they do continue Ahsoka stories, it can be Ahsoka as she is in the Ahsoka series. Yeah. You know, and our good friend Tia Sarkar could come back. Yeah. As Sabine. Um, so like that's all still open ground. It just feels like, again, like this this idea of just because we're doing stuff in live action doesn't mean things can't happen, and doesn't mean we're not going to take risks on what stories we'll tell. And I think yeah, Tales of the Jedi is something that can just keep going forever and ever and ever and ever. There's countless, countless people to focus on. Countless adventures that we never even see, let alone like, you know, Luke between Empire, uh, Ezra and Kanan. I think we should wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very drunk. I'm also very drunk. Yeah. Nikki, I love you. I've loved the, the years that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. Claire, we miss you. My hand is stuck in uh, booze. Yep, yep. He's splashing old fashioned all over the place. But Claire, we miss you. We wish you were here. I'm going to get a little uh, cheer from everyone. Could everyone say uh, a cheer, please, for Star Wars Celebration? Cheer for Star Wars Celebration. What is this? Is this Imperial Senate podcast? Yeah. So, I would like to see... This is Jonah. And I, I would like to say that I am so handsome. Look at my mullet. It's just amazing. The fact that I've never had a relationship cannot be true. That just, that's a feckin' lie. That is a feckin' lie if I ever heard one. That is a feckin'. Are you, are you, are you feckin' stupid? You can't bring the donkey in the house, Parik. <laughs> just because you're sad. <laughs> Look. <laughs> you're feck. You used to be nice. Or, or maybe, or maybe, or maybe I never used to be. I don't give a fuck about Beethoven. Watch the Banshees of Anna Sharon. Great film. It used to be nice. Great film. It's just incredible screenplay. Um, I would just like to say, I don't know why. I don't know why in the holy mother of fuck, Charlie Ashby insists 
I'm podcasting while we're drunk. This is entrapment. And I would just like to say As that... Chief Pedophile. I'm, <laughs> it's yours now. Thank you for listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. If you would like to hear more from the Senators, please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com. There you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com. And please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thanks, and may the Force be with you. Sean, what did you think about Celebration? Celebration was fucking fantastic, man. I'm so glad.